the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. It's the Nick D Podcast. How are you? It's me, Nick DeGilio. I am your host. It's the Nick D Podcast on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Unbelievably cool network. You should check all of the incredible, varied, really cool podcasts that are available. Uh, that's radiomisfits.com. And uh, check us out and rate and review us. We're available on every platform. Take the time. Rate, review us. Let us know what you think. Go to RadioMisfits.com. Be a part of the Nick D Podcast. We encourage you to please let us know what you think. Give us your feedback and uh, do that. Do that now. Leave a voicemail message at 773-417-6948. Leave that voicemail message now. 773-417-6948. Or, of course, drop us an email anytime you want. NickDPodcast at gmail.com. Jason Skaggs, my main man, does all the themes and the music that you hear and the sounds and the goofiness and the awesome jingles and themes. Jason Skaggs rules, and I thank him and everybody at uh, Radio Misfits. Uh, so uh, speaking of, uh, of uh, emails, nickdpodcast at gmail.com, I got a really uh, a, a nice email here, a fun email, from our old friend N- uh, Mike from Novak Construction. N- Novak Construction, fantastic company here in Chicago, that you can see the Novak Construction building as you are driving either uh, eastbound or westbound uh, down to downtown Chicago or out of downtown Chicago. Uh, near the Addison uh, Kennedy stop on the Kennedy. If you're driving on the Kennedy, you can see the Novak Construction uh, uh, sign and the Novak Construction building. And uh, they do great construction work, obviously. Their business is fantastic. But another thing that they do is they decorate the hell out of their building uh, with lights for every single holiday during the entire year. It's always a treat when you're driving uh, to or from downtown on the Kennedy, and you pass that Ir- uh, that Irving or Addison area, the Addison stop uh, on the Kennedy, and you get to see all the really cool lights and decorations that they put up there. Uh, Mike from Novak Construction has been a longtime faithful listener of mine, um, and uh, is a very cool guy, and uh, and sent me an email that just said, "Hey Nick, I'm driving along. Uh, it's Mike. It's Nick. Uh, Mike from uh, Novak Construction." Here, uh, uh, it is great to have you back on Radio Misfits and all of your YouTube stuff. Uh, it's really, really great to have you back. I just wanted to let you know that I was driving along and Saga came on the radio, and I thought of you, and I took this video of the song playing. Yeah! And then he sent me a video of uh, him uh, driving as On the Loose by Saga was playing. So uh, it's thank you for the Saga update. It was, it was playing on the drive. Here, man, the drive. Yeah, man. It was playing on the drive, and uh, 97.1 or whatever the hell it is, uh, the drive, they were playing some Saga, one of my favorite bands. And uh, when On the Loose came on, Mike from Novak Construction thought of me and video, uh, videoed uh, himself listening to some Saga on the way in from, uh, from work. So there you go. Thank you, Mike, from Novak Construction. And enjoy. It's always a beautiful moment 
to be riding along on the Kennedy and see the incredible decorations and lights that they put up on the Novak construction uh, building right there. So anyway, uh, all right then. So we've got uh, a lot of uh, really great stuff uh, uh, happening here on the podcast. Eric Childress um, and uh, Steve Procopi um, from the Chicago Film Critics Association are joining me. We review movies every two weeks here on the podcast, and uh, we got a, a big announcement, another great festival, another great thing happening at the Music Box Theater. There is a, every week there seems to be a fantastic event happening at the Music Box Theater. And in fact, um, tonight is the opening night of the Chicago Film Critics Festival, Chicago Critics Festival, Film Fest, uh, with 25 films, lots of uh, debuts, um, and uh, first-time features, um, and uh, guests, and Pat Oswald is going to be there on closing night, and uh, I'm going to be there a bunch of nights uh, just hanging out and watching movies and stuff. And so that festival is happening, and we got another announcement of that, and then a couple of new movies to talk about and some box office things uh, that we'll get to. But uh, Eric Children, Steve Procopio are the movie guys. They're going to be joining me in a millisecond. Uh, Esmeralda Leon uh, is joining us. We are going to uh, do part two of our unwritten rules about men and women behavior. Men versus women behavior. We're going to talk about that. And we got some news. Esmeralda's got some kind of annoying and sad news <laughs> that was kind of set up in the last episode. If you listen to the last episode, we are going to get uh, the, the latest in this saga. And it turns out to not be cool. But Esmeralda Leon is going to join us, and she rules the planet. And she's coming up. And oh, look at this. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. That's right. I know you do, baby. I know you do. All right. Lots of people do. It's the Nick D podcast, uh, episode number thirty-four for a Friday. Coming up after we uh, after we hear this, it's going to be Eric Childress and Steve Procopi talking about movies. But right now, congratulations! Congratulations! You're about to listen to the Nick D podcast. It's by far the best decision you've made today. It makes the other podcasts seem like crap. Oh yeah, don't be a jackal. Movie review time. Every two weeks, my friends uh, Eric Childress and Steve Procopi join me to talk movie reviews and other movie-related things that are happening, including some festivals that oddly are happening at the Music Box Theater, which we, uh, which is a, a theater <laughs> that we talk about a lot for specific reasons. Uh, and then we've got a couple of uh, new films to talk about, and we might touch on a little box office as well. But that's what Eric and Steve do when they join me to talk about movies. Let's say hello first to uh, Eric Childress. Uh, Eric, uh, how are you doing, sir? I am doing just fine, Nick. Okay, cool. Uh, tell everybody where they can read you and see you and hear you and all that stuff. Yes, uh, over at, uh, you can go click on Apple Podcasts and now Play Network. Uh, I have two podcasts. There's the Movie Madness podcast where we do, uh, Steve and I uh, talk movies every week. Sergio Mims is on there pretty regularly. And uh, also a show called The Friendship Dilemma that I do with Morgan Geyer. So those are my two podcasts. There you go. Okay. And uh, Steve Procopi joins us. Steve, how are you, sir? Good. Very okay. good. Okay. Uh, and uh, and you are uh, you can you can be read at uh, thirdcoastreview.com, correct? Thirdcoastreview.com and uh, you're going as much as I spend as much time as I spend at the music box, you're going to be seeing me a lot more there 
in the next week. So yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, <laughs> speaking of that, uh, starting yeah. tonight, opening night must be exciting for you guys. Uh, I'm excited just to to show up and see some movies, but you guys are excited because you put the whole goddamn thing together. Um, and that is the Chicago Critics Film Festival. It's the ninth annual Chicago Critics Film Festival. We talked about it in uh, detail the last time uh, that you guys were on with us, and we went through pretty much uh, most of the schedule. Um, mm-hmm. And it begins tonight. Um, Eric, tell us uh, about what's happening on opening night at the Music Box of the Chicago Critics Film Festival. Well, opening night, uh, we are showing uh, the big uh, deal maker uh, from Sundance this year called Cha Cha Real Smooth. Uh, it won uh, the Audience Award there. It got the biggest deal from Apple Films. Uh, and as the new film from Coop- Cooper Rafe, who will be on hand to do a Q&A this very evening. Uh, people might have seen that the trailer for this film just got released yesterday. It's actually a really excellent trailer. Uh, and as we've talked about here on the show, uh, I think we were, Steve and I think are both in agreement that it's uh, Dakota Johnson's finest performance to date. And uh, this, sure. this, is, this is a real special movie, and it's going to kick off the festival in uh, such a great way before we start psychologically tormenting and emotionally devastating <laughs> everyone. So that's, oh, the, that's almost immediately, almost yes, immediately exactly. after that. Um, so that's uh, that's uh, so that's at seven o'clock, and uh, yes. the Q and A is immediately after that with the director? right. Yeah, as soon as the movie over is over, the credits roll and everything. Uh, Steve will be on stage doing uh, the uh, Q and A with Cooper, which he's not only the writer and director; he's also the star of the film. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. So all right, that's cool. And then I'm seeing all three of the films tonight. I'll be there for, for Cha Cha, and I will be there for Watcher and Speak No Evil at midnight. Amazing. Um, and I know that, you know, like you guys were telling me, uh, Steve, why don't you handle Watcher, which is at 945, <laughs> after Cha Cha and the Q&A? Tell, tell me about I don't think bit. anyone can handle Watcher. Um, no, it's, uh, it's I'm trying to remember now. It's, this is a film starring Micah Monroe as a, as a young wife uh, who moves to where do they move bucharest is that where they are bucharest sorry budapest budapest Budapest, you're right it's budapest with her husband for his job she doesn't know anybody there she doesn't speak the language she feels very isolated and she also starts to think that someone is stalking her there uh and there also happens to be a serial killer in the neighborhood so there's a great combination of fun things that go on in her life at the same time and it all and then nothing happens. No, of course it happens. A lot happens. Um, it, it's, a, it's a pretty messy... <laughs> it gets kind of messy and kind of tense and, uh, and very uncomfortable, and, and that's the way we like it. So, yeah, okay. it's, I don't want to say too much more than that. But it, Micah right. Monroe is, is the kind of queen of these kind of roles. So, uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give her credit for a lot of the reasons this movie holds up pretty well. Okay. So. All right. So that was at 9.45. And then at midnight, you're doing... Uh, uh, Eric, you told me that I, sh- that I must see this film. <laughs> I think so, everyone should see this film, and, and it's they'll called, probably never speak to me ever again. It's called Speak No Evil, and that's, yes. the third, that's the third film of the night, of the opening night of the Chicago Film... Uh, uh, the Chicago Critics Film Fest, and it's uh, Speak No Evil at Midnight. Uh, tell, tell us what we're in store for when we see that tonight. Oh, Nightmares. Just, cool. just pure nightmares. Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, seriously, if you have any fear of just people and strangers in general, especially those who, you know, are, are trying to be your friend, vacation friends is what this one of the themes of this movie. Uh, and this is one of those things about like, <laughs> who can you who can you trust? And more to the point, who can you know, 
at what point do you stop being nice to people that you don't want to hang out with anymore? And that's the that, that's the query at the cent, at the center of this movie. And uh, yeah, the the less you know going in, that's about all. That's about all you want to know going in. Okay, cool. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, opening night. Uh, uh, I haven't seen a lot of the guys uh, from the association in a while, so it'll be cool to see everybody. Mm-hmm. And I'll be watching. Somebody's phone is like really. Somebody's really popular. I don't even. That's not even here. Okay, I, I can hear. It's not me. Okay, it's not it's, me. It's, it's, <laughs> okay. All right. Well, somebody's very popular, and it's not me. Uh, so uh, anyway, uh, uh, Cha Cha at seven. Watcher at nine forty-five. Speak no evil at midnight. And then uh, yeah, let me just throw, fly down the list of the ones that I'm going to. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Where I'll see you guys. I was going to ask you. Yeah. I'm going to Marcel. Ask what you're going to see? Yeah. Uh, I'll see. Oh, yeah. I'll be obviously at, <laughs> I'll be at Marcel on 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 Saturday afternoon, and then I'm going to stay for two Leslie and Emma, uh, Emily the criminal. On Saturday, uh-huh. so I'm staying for those, and I know that also on Saturday, uh, Colin's got his first uh, sh- collection of shorts that he's showing mm-hmm. uh, that day. And then I'm not coming on Sunday. On Monday, I'm coming to Boogie Nights, obviously. Um, yep. It's uh-huh. the 25th anniversary screening at seven o'clock. Uh, Boogie Nights, I'm coming to that. Uh, I'm not coming on Tuesday. Um, on Wednesday, I'm coming to see Resurrection and Flux Gourmet. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then I'm, I'll be there on closing night for uh, good luck to you, Leo Grand, and uh, I love my dad. And uh, you got Patton uh, Oswald from I Love My Dad to show yeah, up. Yeah, and we have cool. we have the entire cast now, basically. Yeah, <laughs> it's it, it's kind of crazy, Nick. That I think like two weeks ago when we start or whenever we start, we talked about this last, uh, I think we might have just had the director. Yeah. But since then, we've gotten uh, not only Patton Oswald will be coming in. Uh, the female lead of the film, Claudia Saluski, will be coming in. And just uh, this week, we found out that Amy Landecker is in town and oh, is going Amy. to be at the screening oh. as well. Oh, cool. I love yeah. Amy. She's cool. Uh, very, very cool. Uh, well, that's great, man. I, so, I, so... I, I will say, Nick, we, I'm very proud of the fact that we have the audience winner from Sundance as our opening film and the audience winner from South by Southwest as our closing film. Uh-huh. That's very like, cool. That's what we are. We're people pleasers. So that's what go. we are. That's right. <laughs> Uh, so I'm looking. I'm, I'm looking forward to all of that. I know I, there are a couple that I can't make that I'm missing that I'm upset about, like a Terrence Davies film. I'm not going to be able to uh, to, to get uh-huh. to. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a couple of others that I'm that I'm missing that I would like to see. The uh, stand up. Uh, stra- what is it? Uh, sit straighten up, up and fly right. Straighten up and fly right. I wanted to see that one. And I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be able to get there for that. Um, and uh, the one on tu- the the stuff on Tuesday. What are you guys screening on? T- what's going on on Tuesday? Because I'm 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 actually going to go see Bob's Burgers. Uh, at the, oh. <laughs> um, it's because for me that's the Memorial Day film I'm most looking forward to. It's not uh-huh. Top Gun. It's Bob's Burgers. Mm. That to me is the <laughs> that's the Memorial Day you know big one for me. Um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go check out that screening because they're screening that for the press. And uh, what what uh, what am I missing on Tuesday? What's the one I'm missing? It's, it's Straighten Up and Fly. Uh, well, straighten right. Up and Fly Right is Tuesday, and then another wonderful psychological twister called Palm Trees and Power Lines. Uh, that is another. We, uh, we yeah. have a hit. We have a thing this this festival about devastating endings. Okay. Uh, and All right. So so okay. you you're seeing more than a few of them, Nick. So you're gonna no, be very I know, happy. I know. Listen, yeah. <laughs> I, I have to say, I mean, I'm really looking forward to you know to so many of these films. You know, like tonight, I'm looking forward to all three of the films. No, no question about it. For some reason, the one I'm looking forward to the most is Speak No Evil. That's the one I'm most looking forward to. <laughs> um, for some reason. Obviously, uh, Jenny Slate could be in anything, and I'd like her in it. Uh, case in point, uh, Case in point, that piece of crap, everything, everywhere, everybody, everything. <laughs> uh, which apparently is the, the most profitable film ever made. 
Uh, it's uh, doing very well. Oh my God, people are drunk. <laughs> people are drunk. Um, so I'm I'm excited about that. But for 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 me, uh, I I I don't I'm not quite sure. The one that I'm I guess I'm really really looking forward to the most is Resurrection. Oh yeah, um, uh-huh. because <laughs> of the the incredible Rebecca Hall, um, and uh, I'm I'm. I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna enjoy that one, Steve. If I enjoy the Rebecca Hall, I I'd say like there's a, there's a slew of films coming out in the near future. One of which you've seen, men that are like <laughs> this new wave. This new wave of body horror. Yeah, I yeah. think it starts with this one. Like to okay. me, for this like Resurrection is like the first one. So and <laughs> and then men and then the Cronenberg I, film. So like <laughs> I remember I I, uh, I went up to the publicist after the screening of Men. <laughs> Uh, last week, uh, and I walked up to her, and I'm like, "Is that getting a wide release?" <laughs> and she goes, "Yeah." And I go, "Okay, good luck with that." <laughs> oh man! Uh, oh. Uh, God bless A24. Yeah, Eric, have you ah. seen? Have you seen I, it yet? No, I th- that was that was right in the middle of many producing duties that I had that that week, and I wasn't yeah. able to make the screening. Uh, yeah, I missed well, the other one this week too. Right. Well. So. Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy that the studio that's putting out men is also putting out Marcel. So it is. It no seriously. A twenty four. A twenty four is the shit. Can we just say that? I, I oh, love yeah. A twenty four. And right and right on the right on the uh, nipping at the at the at the heels is Neon. I love what Neon does too. <laughs> I think both of those studios are doing some pretty amazing work. Neon's got the new Cronenberg coming out, which yeah. is going to mm-hmm. be maybe yep. the maybe the greatest film ever made since Citizen Kane. I would uh, I would guess I would wager to guess, um, but but, uh, but yeah I mean Men is very Cronenberg like and listen you know you haven't seen it yet Eric but no if I you can't thought wait. if you thought the last like fifteen minutes of Annihilation uh, was <laughs> was was like intense and scary and fucking yeah. and fucking weird and way out there. That is a cakewalk compared to the last <laughs> the last 20 minutes of men is unbelievable. Um so I we'll get into it when it opens. It opens yeah. on the tw- it opens in, it opens next week. So uh Nick wait until you see the last 20 minutes of um a resurrection. Okay. Oh, good. Also okay. involving a ba- also involving a baby, by the way. All right. Cool. Well, all right. Well, <laughs> okay. Um, and you know, and the thing is that I've talked about this with you guys before in the, in the past, uh, cause men is men. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I think fucking, I think it's amazing. I think it's, I personally think it's easily. And I've seen, a, I think there's been an extraordinary amount of good films this year already. We're in, mm-hmm. we're in uh-huh. May, and I'm like every week. It seems like I'm like, well, that's the best <laughs> film I've seen all year. I mean, it, it's been happening, <laughs> a lot, yeah. and, and and a lot of scary shit. Like, there's a lot of been like we didn't even talk on this on this uh, podcast about hatching, uh, which uh-huh. I fucking loved and thought it was insane. And that little goddamn girl uh, is unbelievable in it, and it's like the second teenage. Uh, film debut by an actress that blew me out of the back of the same theater because I saw them both in the small theater at the, at the music mm-hmm. box. The other one being We're All Going to the World's Fair. Two amazing teenage girl debut performances. But we didn't even talk about Hatching, which is also insane, you know, and mm-hmm. has, the, has the gooey body stuff in it. I'm liking mm-hmm. where this world is headed. <laughs> um, hey, if this, is, if, this is the, if this is the result of COVID, if filmmakers are doing stuff like this because of COVID, I can't wait for the next bunch of movies. Um, 
but yeah, so men, I, I, I it just like, like the, the, like I said, the last uh, twenty minutes. But the thing about that movie is it also on top of it, on top of it, just going off the deep end, and I mean, and you know, Steve, you've seen it, yeah, the the deep end. But outside of that, you, if for a while there, let's see if you agree with me on this, Steve. For a while, mm-hmm. you're thinking, okay, this is, okay, this is probably the most straightforward and kind of accessible film that Alex Garland has made for about <laughs> 50 minutes, maybe. You know what I mean? Like, okay. oh, it's a, it's, a yeah. little, it's a little weird here and there, but for the most part, and again, you guys know this about me, I, am, I have a really horrible home invasion phobia, mm-hmm. <laughs> and there are scenes in men I, I was, like, hyperventilating, and I was, like, uh, calling for my mom. <laughs> Because <laughs> um, uh, there's a lot of, I mean, it, as far as like home invasion stuff goes, the shit is intense in this movie. I mean, like, whoa! Uh, and then it just goes into Alex Garland land for the last twenty minutes. Yeah. But it's man, I can't wait to see uh, the reaction to this movie. I know it's already been divisive. I've read some of the reviews. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Even people. Who I, don't, like I don't think that's going to change. Yeah. No, 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 no. Even I think I think it's even. I mean, it's been divisive among Garland fans. Like even Alex mm-hmm. Garland fans are like, uh, he's gone to Garland on this one. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so anyway, that's yeah. all. That's that's coming out soon. Um, so uh, so the fest begins, uh, and uh, you know I'm going to be there. Uh, do I just like? Uh, 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 are you guys going to be there, like with a table for me to check in? What's going That's on? That's correct. Sure. Yes. All right. Yep. All right. All right. Okay. Cool. Uh, well, I'll see you tonight. I'm very excited for the yeah. uh, for the festival, <laughs> and I'm very excited to be traumatized by that midnight show. I'm very yes, excited can't wait. about that. Okay. Cool. <laughs> and apparently traumatized by a bunch of movies I'm seeing at this at this. Festival. Yes. <laughs> with any you will not oh, yeah. come out the other side the same way. That's right. And by the way, again, uh, are, you know, all of this stuff, uh, tickets uh, are available, or is anything being close to sol- selling out? Like, I'm, I would imagine Closing Night's going to sell it with all, that, all those people there. Yeah, uh, there, if there are a few uh, films you want to get tickets for or pass if you want to do the entire festival, uh, I would definitely uh, hone in on Closing Night, Opening Night uh, as well, and Mar- Marcel, and Boogie Nights. I would, if, you, if you need to get tickets for mm-hmm. those, I would get those okay. soon. All right. All right. Well, I'm all set for those, so I'm I'm fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you're, you're you're done. You're good. Okay. Good. Cool. 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 <laughs> all right. I'm very excited. Congratulations, you guys. Nine years. That's really amazing. Thank you. And, and yeah. I'm glad I'm glad that I can actually see a bunch of that stuff because you know over the past nine years, um, you know I used to have that full time gig at night. Yeah, and it was it was really difficult for me. It was really. You remember that? You remember those? I do. Those, you remember those years? Vaguely. Those, thir- those yeah. vaguely. Those thirty thirty five years I spent at that specific radio. Yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, but now I'm free up for that, you know, so I can go to. There's I mean, your, you know, there's your I mean, silver lining, Nick. There's there a fil- silver lining. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not making any money, but at least I can see some cool movies. Welcome uh, to the yeah. sunshine. <laughs> Thank you. All right, Music Box again uh, is hosting another great uh, festival. Um, the the tickets it was just announced uh, the schedule or not the schedule but the films themselves have been announced from June seventeenth mm-hmm. to June thirtieth it's uh, one of my favorite times of the year at the Music Box Theater and it's the seventy millimeter film festival Steve tell us about well, well first of all tell us about the origins of the seventy millimeter film festival and what people uh, can expect and what we have gotten in the past. I don't remember the origins other than the fact that we can we're like the only theater in the city that can play 70 millimeter because we actually, you know, have the projector and the staff that knows how to how to do it. Um, But it just like we because we had access to this um, this projector and it was well maintained and we had a screen that could fit it. uh, We 
you know, we we just started doing it and people showed up in droves. And now it's become it's not technically an annual tradition, but um, it, it's just we we tend to build them the festivals around when an, like a mainstream, like a new 70 millimeter, like Tenet or um, well, we actually we didn't we did do a little bit for Tenet, but more like. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or Hateful Eight or a Nolan film like, you know, Inception or or not. In, no, not Inception. I'm, I'm just trying to backtrack well, you, yeah. and remember what the well, other I, mean, I, I saw. I know that I saw I, I saw Interstellar there. Mm-hmm. Interstellar. Yeah. 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 Um, so. So anyway, that's what I was trying to think of. But anyway, so and we thought we actually thought we might because we know that Jordan Peele's new film, Nope, was shot in 65 and we thought they might make prints, but apparently they're not going to make 70 prints. So. Um, so we were going to build it around that or lead up into that. But in, so instead, uh, that's July. That would have been in July. But instead, they said they're not doing it. So we made it earlier. So it's basically the last two weeks of June. Yeah. And uh, it's, you know, it's one of our most requested things. And by the way, this was the thing we were in the middle of when the pandemic shut the theater down right, two years right, ago. So right, yeah. like I we had so a couple of the titles we have this year are things that didn't get their full run two years ago. Yeah. So we brought them back. Hello, Dolly, for example, we, we were only allowed to play it twice. You know, the, the the studio said we could only play it twice. We only got to play it once. I was there. And so we still owe people a screening. So we have one screening of Hello, Dolly this year. Uh, just to, um, as a makeup, makeup. Well, film. I do. So. I do want to. I do want to say that I. I adore when you guys show stuff in seventy, um, yeah. and I, and I love when I walk into the theater and the screens there. For some reason, that just <laughs> makes a, me that's happy. That's a relatively new. That's a relatively new thing. We just started putting that screen up a couple years ago, well, a couple years before the pandemic. And what? Yeah, you're right. What a difference that makes. Oh like, man, we, I, it's just beautiful, um, it, man. It's just I mean, we literally have to close off the first couple rows of the theater because yeah. they're too close. So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah it's awesome. Uh, it's, I mean, it's always great to go to the to the music. By, by the way, Steve, can I stay? Can I just say I haven't talked to you since? Can I just say yeah. one of the, one of the most fun times I've had in a movie theater all year, <laughs> all fucking year, was the midnight show of Romeo and Michelle. What? Oh, I knew a, you were gonna say that. <laughs> oh my god! What a blast! Oh my god! Who? Who's the guy who DJed again? I just want to give him a a, a, a shout. Well, his out. name is he's 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 like our bar one of our bartenders named Matt. Yeah. Um, but he DJ I forget the name he DJs under. But no, he's the I told you oh. before because you were like, oh, I don't really care about the DJ. I'm like, you care about this guy's good. Like this he was. Guy, it was fucking fabulous yeah. it was fabulous and so he dj yeah. beforehand and people were up and dancing and blah 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 and i'll tell you <laughs> something i i love that movie i love romeo and michelle's high school yep. reunion i unapologetically adore that film and i have not seen it uh in probably maybe 15 years or so just in terms of like watching it at home or anything so it's been a really long time 10 15 years and i have not seen it on the big screen since its first release so uh-huh. To see it, and it was a, it was a, yeah. There's somebody else is popular too. There's a, it was a 35 millimeter print, and it was a little, it was a little crunchy, which I liked. The real changes were an adventure, (laughs) Um, and I got to tell you, man, it was the theater was not, it wasn't sold out, but it was a really nice sized crowd. But everybody in that room loved that movie. And it was it was great. I went Friday, and it was it was you know an amazing night, and uh, and I would imagine the whole weekend uh, was was just as great. And uh, Eric, mm-hmm. you're a fa- you're a fan of Romy and Michelle, right, Eric? I'm a huge fan of Romy yeah. and Michelle. I mean, that was a good 
April for reunion movies in 97. There was that and Gross Point Blank came out right around the same time. And and if you want to know about the lasting power of Romy and Michelle, and this is probably the worst possible example of it, but I know, Nick, you're probably not going to watch Senior Year with Rebel Wilson on Netflix this weekend. I Well, <laughs> no, probably not. Okay. Uh, yeah. um, well, needless, needless to say, there's it's a, a, cult, a, a melange of plots from other teen movies. And I, I can't tell you when they, they there's a prom scene in the movie, and it, it ends with what has to be them completely aping off of that dance sequence in Romeo and Michelle at the end. To, which to, is Cindy, the, to, Cindy, the, to Cindy Lauper? They don't do it to Cindy Lauper. It's a completely other thing, but it's such a bizarre, uh, you know, out-of-nowhere dance sequence between two people that's so weird uh, that it just there's no way they didn't weren't thinking of Romeo and Michelle when they did this sequence because oh, okay. just right. out of the because that dance sequence is the funniest uh, one of the uh, the hardest I've ever laughed alone in a theater like ever. Oh, listen the the la- that 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 uh, that um that uh, that's dance scene with uh, to the to uh, uh, what's going on? We <laughs> hold on. Sorry, okay. what is that? I'll take care of it. Hold on. All right. <laughs> is he just surrounded by electronics? What's going? I have no idea. There's all kinds of crazy <laughs> just, stuff going on. They're just well, all set, the, so, set to go off every ten minutes. So this new yeah. Netflix thing, yes. as Eric takes care of what he needs to take care of. This new Netflix. I haven't seen it. So <laughs> yes. uh, with with uh, with Rebel Wilson, I saw the trailer for it. It doesn't it doesn't look too great. So as long yeah. as they're not, as long as it doesn't feature uh, the the actual song, it doesn't feature the actual Cindy Lauper song. No, no, oh, it does not. No. Okay, all right. Well, we'll <laughs> skip that. No, that well, song you heard in the background there. No, it does. It features that. Okay, cool. That's what you were doing. You were playing that scene in the background. Very good. That's right. Yeah, Very sure. good. Okay, cool. Well, anyway, that's not going to be. Romeo and Michelle was not shown in seventy millimeter. It was shown in thirty five. <laughs> but you mentioned, uh, Steve. You mentioned that you are doing like the makeup screening of Hello Dolly. That's one mm-hmm. of them. And you, uh, you, the release has come out with all of the features that you guys are showing. And uh, yeah. and, and, and and I mean, there are some amazing ones. Can I just mention the two that I'm most excited about? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, there's three. Sorry. Actually, all of them are great, but I just want to mention the three. <laughs> I mean, obviously, the first one that I – what do you – what's the – Steve, what do you think is the first one that I'm going to mention that I'm most excited I, about? I'm really I, – I mean, to me, I know for, for two reasons, Airport is on my list of must-sees because, yeah. A, we've never played it before, and, B, this is a brand-new 70-millimeter print that Universal made. Um, this is the first public screening of this – print yeah uh, i now, think it played now, at a festival yeah so let, let me just specify for people who are not listening closely it's airport okay it yes. is the actual the original disaster movie that goes all the way back 1970 yeah, yeah dean martin everybody you know the all-star it's it's airport not airplane it's the it's airport <laughs> and i want to make sure people know that um you know going in that is the original classic the very first disaster, legendary disaster film from 1970, and God, this is the first showing of this print ever. In in pub for a public screening, yeah, not, wow. not in a festival setting, yeah, it's, right. And I mean, this is this is the you're right. This is ground zero, not to bring in other disasters into this, but <laughs> it's ground yeah. zero of like of like it spawned three sequels. It had direct knockoffs. <laughs> it had indirect knockoffs. I mean, like anytime you got a star-studded cast in a disaster movie, it's because of this movie. So, yeah. 
uh, and this movie, I mean, this, you know, it's George Kennedy, Jacqueline Bissett, Dean Martin, Burt Lancaster. The list goes on and on. So yeah, it's yes, a legend. I'm very, very. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a legendary movie. That's not one of the ones that I was thinking of, Steve. I, I would also guess the okay the other the other one we're not that we've never played before is Geronimo. Okay, well, uh, that's... an American legend, which is Walter Hill's film. Right, that's one um, of them. That has that's... to be one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's one. Of them. <laughs> the other one, I'm I'm shocked that you. That yeah, you... me too. <laughs> and, and Eric is shocked. Yeah, I mean, I'm sitting here like a game show dude, contestant. Just dude, Eric, tell him. It's Starman. Starman, uh, Star for Christ's sake! I'm sure Starman did, of course. But like these are, but Starman we played before, so no, I don't care. Starman. I'm just saying you're talking to the biggest, you're talking to the biggest John Carpenter fan that's ever lived, and so of course I am beyond excited to see Starman back on the. You big told screen. me to guess three movies. I guess one of them. You got, okay. I was not given a chance to guess the third one. Okay, well Geronimo, Geronimo, and and the other one is Brainstorm, which is a film that I think is uh, Douglas mm-hmm. Trumbull's only his second film he ever directed. I think it's mm-hmm. an incredible it's an incredible movie uh, that was way ahead of its time in terms of what he was trying to do technically, um, and it got completely overshadowed by the horrible tragedy that involved you know the the death of Natalie Wood, mm-hmm. and so the release of the movie has been tainted over the years because of that. But I think people need to go back and watch uh, Brainstorm again. Um, and I remember mm-hmm. seeing it at the Esquire Theater the way it was meant to be seen in '35, blown mm-hmm. up to '70. Uh, well, explain first of all, Steve, explain what the idea was behind Douglas Trumbull, who just passed away, God bless him, um, yeah. of, of his film Brainstorm, which I think is a pretty unique and special and pretty underrated piece of work. It is. So tell I us mean, a little I remember bit about seeing that it. I remember seeing it in 83 in theaters and just like going, this is great. And even yeah. though she she died before the film was technically completed, so that right. kind of... They, I was a little worried they would feel choppy and messy, but it really, they figured out a way to finish it. And I mean, Trumbull is well represented this year. He also did all the effects in 2001, yeah, yeah, which yeah. we're also playing our, our, our personal print of 2001. But yeah, it's just about a group of scientists who, who kind of invent a way to interface with uh, like memories. And, uh, and, and of course that gets increasingly more dangerous and, um, but it also gets kind of trippy. It, there's parts of this movie that feel like a, a drug trip. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and, th- and this is a blow up. I mean, this was not shot in '70, so this is a blow up. But I, I think the blow ups still look pretty good. We're playing a bunch of them. We always do because well, yeah, we kind of have to. But yeah, I mean, Starman's a blow up too, and so is Geronimo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Geronimo, those are like right. dude, like seeing Geronimo on the big screen. Jesus, I mean, how amazing is that going to be? That is. I mean, you know, you got Walter Hill, you got John Carpenter represented, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, of course, I'm going to, like, and, camp and, out. I mean, Doug, Douglas Trumbull, two yeah. Stanley Kubrick movies. So, yeah. like, it's, so Eric, Eric, it's a, did, you ever, did you ever have the pleasure of seeing uh, Brainstorm uh, on the big screen ever? Yeah, as a matter of fact, at the 70 Millimeter Festival some years ago. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Brainstorm was kind of a cable staple for me. I watched yeah. that movie a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it, it was amazing, and it just disturbed me. Uh, I mean, I, 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 always, I always liked the movie, so I, I jumped at the chance when uh, they played it at 70 Millimeter some years ago. And, uh, yeah, and, and I had a good time with it. It's amazing because, like, that film was way ahead of its time. And I saw it, like I said, its initial release at the Esquire, the way it was meant to be seen, like, you know, with, with those, those uh, fantasy sequences, not the fantasy sequence, but the, 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 the brain sequences yeah. uh, blown up. And, and it was amazing. Yeah. And, and then, you know, uh, a, a film that I think kind of took off from, from there, like the baton was handed to Catherine Bigelow 
years later when Strange Days came out because Strange mm-hmm. Days, Strange Days touches upon a lot of the same kind of shit about what happens when you're like recording your brain waves or your thoughts or death, stuff like that. And, and that was all kind of uh, touched upon in Trumbull's film and then examined again beautifully in, in, uh, in Catherine Bigelow's movie years later. Uh, in Strange mm-hmm. Days. Um, and I, I think Brainstorm is a great... I'm glad you guys are showing it because it's one of those... It's, an, it's one of those undiscovered gems. It's one of those movies that um, I think is fascinating. I think Douglas Trumbull was a terrific director, only directed two movies. Obviously, we know his work as a special effects master mm-hmm. is, you know, unequaled. But, man, Brainstorm's a great movie, and I can't wait to see it back on the, on the big screen again. Yes, for sure. Yeah. And we should mention it's... Brainstorm because it's one of the rare short seventy millimeter movies, and uh, is that we're preceding it with a uh, newly restored seventy millimeter short that the Chicago Film Society actually restored of a film called Here's Chicago, uh, City of Dreams. I think it used to play in one of the Water Tower theaters. It's sort of like yeah. a touristy thing. It's thirteen yeah. minutes. I, I kind of vaguely remember. It's from I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. So I we, may have seen got, it. We, I may, in <laughs> fact, I may have seen it before Brainstorm. So it might be a recreation yeah. of that entire evening. <laughs> I think we just. I, I think we just picked it because it's one of the shorter. Yeah, things. But anyway, so it's it's just like the city in the the early eighties, basically, and that's cool. Um, it, yeah. So that that'll be that'll be fun. I. I I think we've played that before, but not in this restored version. Right. Okay. So you so. mentioned uh, you mentioned two thousand one. Obviously, if you've never seen it on, on seventy mm-hmm. in seventy millimeter, you should. You mentioned airport. That's playing That's a, like hundred times. Yeah. Airport. <laughs> a bunch in the first brand week. brand new seventy yeah. millimeter print. First public screening of that. We mentioned brainstorm, which mm-hmm. we just talked about. You mentioned hello dolly. Um, all right. How about uh, let's talk a little bit about well, well, we mentioned Geronimo. Let's talk a little bit about Geronimo from 1993. Walter Hill, uh, uh, Steve, uh-huh. wh- where, where do you stand on Geronimo? Uh, I, I, you know what? I know I saw it when it came out and I barely remember it. But what I do remember about it is that the, the lead actor was is actually like third or fourth in the credits, which was kind of shocked. West Studi, uh, who had already kind of made a name for himself and. Um, dances with wolves and last of the Mohicans, but he kind of takes the center stage here. Yeah, and um, but he's like third or fourth on the cast list after like Gene Hackman and uh, Robert Jason Duvall. Pa- Jason, and, I mean, Jason, Jason, Jason Patrick. Patrick is, yeah, yeah, he's sort of the he's sort of the the at least the white lead in it. Yes. Uh, um, and uh, and uh, Eric, where do you stand on Geronimo uh, as as a as a Walter Hill film? You know, it's a, it's a film that I really need to go back and revisit uh, because, and I'll always be honest with you, Nick, that I remember falling asleep in the theater when I first saw it. <laughs> so it's it's been one of those movies that's been kind of sitting there. I'm like, I really need to go back and make sure yeah. that I see this movie front to back. And it's been I a saw, long time since I, I have. saw I saw it three times uh, at its initial release. <laughs> I lo- I love it. I think it's a great mm-hmm. film. I think it's a great film, and to see to see it back in in. Uh, in 70 millimeter is just going to be extraordinary um, to, to see on the big screen. I mean, I, you know, I mean, Walter Hill is one of my favorite filmmakers uh, ever on the planet. And, uh, and I love, I love his stuff and I really love Geronimo and I'm glad that you guys are bringing it back. And I do remember this, mm-hmm. that, that one of the things that always stood out for me, besides it being a great movie and Walter Hill can make, has made kick-ass Westerns uh, m- many times, but J- Jason Patrick does a stunt with a horse in the movie. That's, <laughs> that's him. It's not a stunt man. It's him. Like you, you can't fake it. Where he like uh, c- goes on the horse, moves, makes the horse lay down all in one movement. Like jumps, you know, d- straddles the horse, jumps off, lays the horse down, and then shoots his gun from behind the horse 
in yeah. one movement. And then I remember sitting in the theater, like when he did it, I went, Jesus! Like I'd never like seen an actor <laughs> like do a stunt. So just watch out for Jason Patrick doing like one of the most kick-ass stunt, horse-related stunts I've ever seen, like a major actor do it. It was amazing. It was amazing. So that, uh, Geronimo, uh, American yeah. Legend. Of course, Starman, which was a movie that um, didn't start out as a John Carpenter uh, film. Um, right. And, uh, you know, uh, John Carpenter was trying to do commercial work because he almost got, you know, oddly, uh, his, his, his career was almost ended by, because of the thing, because it bombed so hard. So he had to do Christine next, and then the next thing he did was Starman, which was obviously not originally. Steve, this, this movie went through about 27 different uh, uh, directors. Oh. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And I, it, it's funny. I, again, one I haven't seen for a while. I've never, I don't even know if I saw it in 70 the last time we played it. But what I always remember about the film, even though I, you know, obviously Jeff Bridges is great in it, is Karen Allen is the one that really oh, kind of, yeah. I mean, she's the one who, she's kind of the emotional center of the thing. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, so it's kind of her, it's her movie. And, uh, that's she's she's the thing I always remember, like in my memories, cling to, to her performance in this. She's amazing in it. What, the thing that I love most about Starman is that John Carpenter uh, can do comedy and he can do romance and he does it beautifully. <laughs> and a lot of people, you know, come, coming after the movies that he made, because this was this came after The Thing and Christine. And this mm-hmm. is a really lovely movie. And like, you know, the script is terrific. The, uh, what, what was it, the guy's name? The two guys, Ronald Gideon. Um, and another guy, they have Chicago connections. They were from Chicago, I think. And they wrote this screenplay. And he, you know, like a lot of people were like, oh, he's, you know, he's, how is Carpenter going to do like comedy and romance? Listen, man, uh, that was like, a, it was like, wow. When I walked out of that movie, I'm like, Carpenter can basically do anything. Man, I mean, how hard can you laugh at the, at the words Dutch apple pie? How, I mean, that, <laughs> you know, and, and Jeff Bridges' reaction to eating Dutch apple pie? That's yes. why he got nominated. Jesus. Um, and, and, and as you mentioned, Karen Allen, who is just a, just, you know, an exquisite actress and a wonderful human being. And if you do not love Karen Allen, you don't have a heart in every movie. Um, and, and just like there, the, 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 the stuff between them is great. Charles Martin Smith, fantastic in it. Uh, there's a lot of hilarious, what is kidnapped? I mean, come on. Man. Um, and I love that movie and to see it back up on the big screen is, is pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, you mentioned uh, 2001 and Spartacus, you guys are showing. This is a big fucking deal right here. A this big is a deal. big deal for a couple of reasons. One, because it's, a, again, this is the other, in addition to uh, Airport, Universal made this brand new print of Spartacus, which is only ever played, actually, at the Turner, the recent Turner Classic Movies Film Festival that our friend Sergio Mims was at. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this, this, was, um, this was made for that. We're going to be the second one to play it. Uh, and I mean, this is, this is kind of legendary. This one and Lawrence of Arabia, you can't watch at home. I mean, no. it doesn't, it doesn't make no. sense to watch them at home. No. This is the way you need to see it. They're both very long. One is a little over three hours. One's almost four hours. I'm, I'm pretty sure they both have intermissions, but, uh, oh my gosh. I mean, this is, yeah, this is well, tremendous. These are both to, to see, I mean, again, titles. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is, this is why people will come to this, uh, Ray, yeah. uh, is because Lawrence of Arabia, <laughs> Thank you, Eric. I appreciate You're that. I got uh, it. Lawrence of Arabia, Spartacus on the big screen in 70 millimeter. Yeah. I, you know, Lawrence of Arabia, I've seen on the big screen. I've been lucky enough to see on the big screen probably about five or six times. Um, and it is every time it's breathtaking. Every mm-hmm. single time you see Lawrence of Arabia on the big screen, it's like, well, shit, well, this is why you walk into mm-hmm. a movie theater. I mean, that's why. Yeah. I remember when they re-released it. I want to say it was in 89, maybe. 
They re-released mm-hmm. it, and I saw it at the McClurg back when the McClurg was one theater before they chopped it up into mm-hmm. three. And it was one of the greatest experiences I've had uh, in, in 70. Um, so there's that. And then, and then you guys are, are, are also showing West Side Story, which will be uh, fun to see back up on the big screen in 70 mil. This, yeah, this is another one that got, it had its screenings interrupted uh, <laughs> because of the pandemic. So we're, we're bringing it back. We, we play it almost every year because it always does so well. Um, yeah. And again, this is like this is a this is a, just like a whole experience because you have like a prologue, you have like a curtain down, uh, just the music playing while the curtain's down for a while, and then you know it kind of then the screen opens and, it, and there's like a list of ins- and same with two thousand one. There's a list of instructions of exactly how you're supposed to play this movie and when you open the curtain and when you bring the light up. Yeah. And, you know, it's the whole yeah. thing. So Lawrence, Lawrence of Arabia a, has Lawrence of Arabia has an overture too. Uh, yes, or at least, it does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm so. I mean, and that's just what's. That's just going. That's like going to the movies. That's old school stuff, man. Yeah. That's why one of the, one yeah. of the reasons why the music box is so beautiful. Uh, Eric, you ever seen yeah. Lawrence of Arabia on the big screen, Eric? I have. Uh, when the Elk Grove Theater opened up, reopened up, and kind of uh, did a whole grand opening years ago, they played like a week of like classic movies, and they, Lawrence of Arabia was the one that I went to, and it was actually it was a really beat up print. Yeah. And even as beat up as it was, it was the it was actually the first time I'd ever seen the movie because I I wanted to wait until I could see it on the big screen. Sure. And even in its beat up format, it was one of the greatest movie experiences yeah. I've ever had. And you can recreate uh, an even better experience with a new print there, seventy I, millimeter. Yeah, I plan to at the yes. music box. I will definitely be there. There's two thousand one airport brainstorm um uh, the dark crystal we didn't even mention the dark crystal uh oh Jim yeah that, Frank that one i did mm-hmm. not see yeah i didn't see that when it played last time in 70 so i'm looking forward to that i don't i saw it when it came out uh, in the theater i don't remember whether i mean I, it wasn't in 70 when it first came out was it was it 35 this is a this is a blow up so yeah okay. i mean it, it, okay. it must have played somewhere in 70 okay well i saw it i saw it when it first came out in 1982 i remember roy yeah. leonard roy leonard hosted a screening of it um, and I want to say it was at the Old Orchard. That's where that's where oh. I saw it. Mm. Uh, Geronimo and American Legend, Hello Dolly, Lawrence of Arabia, Spartacus, Starman, and West Side Story. Tickets go on mm-hmm. sale today if, if it's the, at noon. If you're listening in the morning, they go on sale at noon. If you're listening past noon, they're on sale today. If you're a member, if you're a Music Box member. Yes. Right? And then oh, Monday. Should, yeah. Yes. I was, was going to say, I should mention, there's actually we're actually going to announce one more title before it starts because – we are doing something in conjunction with the Music Box of Horrors. Uh, we're doing two screenings and of something that we are we're waiting. We're actually wanting to inspect the print before we announced it. Okay. And if it doesn't work out, we will we have backups. So, but it'll be something more genre oriented, but still okay. seventy. So we're going to do week of the festival we're gonna play this thing twice in sort of later like nine or nine thirty shows and so, so i would expect admit it's, one more announcement before so it's, the it's, festival it's, starts. it's in the horror genre if you will this movie that you're talking yes about, the one okay. i hope we get the one i hope right. we get the one we're waiting to inspect because we've never played it before okay Okay. All right. Well, the tickets yeah. for the general public go on sale Monday. That's this Monday, the 16th at noon. If you're mm-hmm. a Music Box member, the tickets went on sale at noon if you're listening afternoon uh, today. So, uh, and, that's, and it begins June 17th and it runs through the 30th. It's a 70 millimeter film festival at the Music Box Theater. Check out musicboxtheater.com uh, for more uh, information. And uh, I will again be there. Uh, you'll see me there many, many times. All right, let's say uh, thanks to uh, Steve. Uh, thank you, Eric. Uh, we're going to wrap it up here and uh, got to move on. But the 70-millimeter uh, the fest begins on the 17th of June 
tickets uh, for members on sale today at noon. Monday for non-members, Music Box uh, is on sale at noon on Monday the 16th for the 70 Millimeter Film Festival. Uh, and uh, there you go. So my thanks to Eric. Eric, buddy, thank you very much. Steve, buddy, thank you very much. And we'll talk again in a couple of weeks for more movie stuff. And uh, speaking of stuff, hey, we got stuff to talk about with Esmeralda Leon. Esmeralda. Yeah. Esmeralda Leon. Yeah. Esma. I'm talking about that Esma. Esmeralda Leon. One of the finest, funkiest, and most sensual themes (laughs) of all time. Esma. Esmeralda Leon. Hi, Esmeralda. Hello. How are you? Sensual, huh? Sensual, I guess. Yeah, You'll have to let Skaggs know. (laughs) I'll let the Skaggs. Jason Skaggs, my man, gets all sexy. Sometimes he gets all sexy. You know how you know how sexy Skaggs can be. He's a ske- oh, se- sexy man. <laughs> uh, hello and uh, welcome hello. to welcome to Friday. Yes. Uh, the uh, uh, I'm excited because I'm going to be heading to the uh, to the music box as I was just discussing with Eric and Steve for the Chicago Critics Film Festival. It begins tonight. Ooh. Um, and goes through till th- next Thursday. So it should be. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. A lot of great movies, a lot of really fun stuff happening there. So I'm looking forward to that kicking off tonight, uh, which should be kind of a fun weekend at the Music Box Theater. Cool stuff. And they're showing a lot of, like, I guess, like, according to Steve and Eric, they're showing, like, a lot of really disturbing, uh, kind of weird, twisted horror slash psychological thrillers that are supposed to, like, really screw people up mentally. So. Great. <laughs> my favorite genre movies that screw you up mentally exactly so anyway uh well esmeralda is here now the last time that we had our little uh our little uh, uh, uh meetings our our, our mm-hmm. segments our um you had gone to a concert a friend's concert and then yes. those those people at that concert had tested positive for the covey and you yeah. and I were talking about how, like, I, myself, I was, like, feeling like I had some symptoms. I was coughing and blowing my nose, and I wasn't feeling well, and I was kind of headachy. And uh, I took a, a rapid test twice, and it was negative both times. And since then, now I don't really have any more symptoms, and, I, and I'm fine. But you were sort of, like, waiting because somebody at this concert got the COVID, correct? Yes. So the day before the podcast came out so on the monday i took a pcr test which is the one that gets sent to the lab it's much more not accurate it's more um thorough i guess thorough reliable i would uh, yeah because when you take a rapid it's more that you have symptoms so then you can take the rapid and it'll kind of show them show that if you do or not right but the pcr can like truly tell you if you have it symptoms or no symptoms right so you were waiting for the results yes at the at the at the, la- at the recording of the last podcast which dropped yes. on tuesday but we recorded it on monday you had just taken the pcr test 
and you mm-hmm. were waiting for the results. Yes, and, the results, and I got the results. Yes. I got the results on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And I have COVID. Oh, <laughs> no. It was so, it was really funny um, because I actually, that morning the of of Wednesday, I was like, all right, I'll take a rapid and see where we're at. Maybe it'll give me a little more like, oh, I, it's negative. So it's probably most likely the PCR will be negative. No, I took two rapid tests. They were very positive. <laughs> oh, they were. Okay. <laughs> that line was very strong. I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I probably have it. <laughs> and then later that afternoon, the the test results came in and it just, you, you log in. I got it at CVS, which by the way, if you live in the city, I don't know about the suburbs, and you need a PCR test, you can go to the CVS. You have to make an appointment. But if you don't have a car, because you have to go through the drive-thru, you can just walk up. <laughs> you can actually walk. We, uh, That's, that is yeah, you can just walk up and upon. then you move away. That's yeah, you frowned just upon at fast away. food restaurants. They, don't, they won't serve right. you at a fast food restaurant. Like at 2 yeah. o'clock in the morning when you get the drunk asses, hey, can you serve <laughs> me a little food? It's like, no, I can't because you have to be in a car. Yeah. For so the, you can for the walk, PCR you can test, walk you can. Okay. They will give you because you do it yourself. So they just give you the bag of stuff. You stand there. You stand off to, yeah. the, to the side, and you just do it, and then you put it in a box that they have there. Um, <sighs> That's so but, weird. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, and then I'm you fine. just have to wait. You get a text that says your results are in, and I, I log into the website, and it just goes positive. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> It didn't like. It, I mean, it didn't like do an evil laugh. Did it? Like you clicked into it. Yeah. It was in very giant red, <laughs> like black letter, and then red background. Positive. I was like, okay. It's <laughs> like this is for sure. And yeah. then actually, uh, yesterday I got a call. So on Thursday I got a call, and a text that said, "Hey." Did you, did you take a COVID test and go positive? Stay inside for five days. <laughs> right. So you have to stay it's like in. like the city of Chicago. I was like, oh, they know. Yeah. Oh, they know. Are you kidding? We all have tracking devices. Yeah, they, hey, they, hey, I guess don't they you know? No, when you got the vax, don't you know you got a tracking device that was that they inserted in right? you? Right? They're just like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> the sensors went off. Um, but yeah, I just have to, uh, according to now how it works is you just have to go five days isolation from the day that you don't have symptoms or not that you don't have symptoms that you uh don't have a fever right. i believe now or if you're you, asymptomatic you, told me that... you go by like the day you tested oh okay because you were asymptomatic kind of yeah right yeah and colin obviously um, obviously because so you live we'll together see. colin also has the covey and yeah well you... for a second we didn't think we thought maybe he had it and i didn't because we took a rapid test the same day as the pcr just to see and he got a faint little covid line which is still means you have covid yeah and i had nothing mine was very clear um so there goes to show you sometimes those can be it could take a couple of days uh yeah yeah, yeah it takes a few to uh so you're stuck inside in, i guess you're stuck inside until Sunday, and then you take another test. And if you're clear, then you're out, and you can you can run out amongst. Yeah, the, the, I'm gonna the, I'm gonna see what see what happens on Sunday because sometimes you know five days might not be enough. But I guess CDC uh, procedure is now five days, and if you don't have a fever or you're asymptomatic, five days, and then you can just go five days later. Just you have to wear a mask. 
Yeah, well, so it's to stay in five days, and then five more days, you just have to wear a mask everywhere. Okay, well, I kind of wear like, a mask. Well, that's what I you do anyway. I wear a mask anywhere. <laughs> I mean, yeah, usually I wear a mask anywhere anyway. Uh, well, I'm glad that you feel okay, that the symptoms aren't too bad, and uh, that, you you know, that, oh, you know, when, the, you know, the five days are up, you'll be fine, and everything will be okay. I yeah, guess. I mean, right now, I just have, I'm a little stuffed up, and a cough, and... Mm. I essentially, this is how I function most days anyway. <laughs> yeah. Because I have a lot of sinus issues. Uh-oh. Um, I'll give you ass. So asthma. it's not. I'll give you ass. So, <laughs> it's not really that bad. I'm just kind of like, oh, this is my everyday existence yeah. anyway. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sorry that that, I mean, well, you not being able to, you're actually, you know, not going to be able to go out to, do, you haven't been able to go out and you might not be able to go out and do your job for a few days, which is terrible. Yeah. It's kind of <sighs> funny. Colin's like, oh, uh, what day was it? Like, just maybe Monday. It might have been Monday. Um, he was like, oh, we should go see this movie. I'm like, Colin, we can't we can't leave. We can't go anywhere. Like, I know we still haven't gotten the results, but we can't go anywhere. We yeah. technically <laughs> He's like, oh, right. Right. We, we can't <laughs> I had to that. keep reminding him. Yeah. Because he did it then a few days later. And I'm like, we can't go anywhere. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's so right. So you guys are all stuck inside. Well, how he's is just the... like, oh, I have nothing to do. And it's like, yeah, but we can't go anywhere. How's Jake dealing with you guys being home all the time? Is Jake like, what the fuck is going on? Why are these he people? He likes, no, he, he doesn't like it when we're not home. Oh, okay. That's your cat, by the way, Jake. I'm, it's not, yes. I'm sorry. We should specify that because your yes, cat, has, cat a, has a human name. It's not like you've yeah. got a roommate named Jake. Hey, why, where are you guys no. going? <laughs> some guy who lives with us. Yes. I mean, he kind of is. <laughs> he is just some guy. He's just a cat. He's in a cat form. Right. He's a your cat, cat man. Your cat's happy that you're home then. Mm-hmm. Ah, okay. He doesn't like it. So when we went on vacation uh last went, summer mexico you would you went to didn't you Just yeah recently. but then but um the one after that uh or the one before that was in the summer of last year and we were gone for like a week and change something mm. like that and my friend would come over and he doesn't need anything because he has a feeder that he eats and it's filled and it like flows out whenever he yep. wants so he just yep. he's he's good on food water his litter box is he's pretty good about it that thing goes for a little bit so my friend, I was just like, just come hang out with him. Mm. And he would tell me that, like, Jake would come up to him. Like, he'd come in, and he would just be like, <laughs> like coming, Just, like, very attention-hungry. Needy. So, he's, yeah, a needy he, he's a needy yeah. little dude. Oh, He's a well, needy boy. Well, now, he, you know what? He's going to be spoiled over the next few days, you know? When, when Monday rolls around and you guys are cleared to leave, he's going to be like, hey, where are you going? What, what are you doing? Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, what? We'll be in another room, and like you'll just hear him like, oh, and it's like we're over little, here, man. Poor little dude. Oh, he just doesn't like us in certain rooms. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you're but, stuck yeah. in a closet when you talk with me. Does Does Jake stand outside the closet when you're on with me and go? What he, are you doing? No, he usually. Well, okay, it depends because if he's not in the room, and this is you know, his uh, mood, he usually comes in here and sleeps, naps on the bed. Or he's outside and he doesn't care. Or there are those days when, like, 20 minutes in, he realizes, and then he's at the the oh. bedroom door. Oh. And I'm oh. like, somebody. Get Take him. care of him. Or he, other way around, and he's in here, and then he's like, I don't want to be in here anymore. Yeah, he went like, out. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Come on. Oh, there you go cats well uh, uh okay quick recovery to you esmeralda you and colin well thank you thank and you. uh and i'm glad that the symptoms aren't terrible 
um, and that uh, you'll get you'll get by. You still have your taste buds, right? Yeah, I can still taste. Thank okay, cool. Because we're gonna do we're gonna do another weirdo candy taste test today. Yeah, I can taste and, and I can smell out of one nostril at least. Okay, well we're gonna the do stuffed up. <laughs> breast milk lollipop today. We're gonna do the breast milk lollipop. Yes, and it's from um, Lollifile. Yes, and I actually, um, from back in my Brandmeyer days... Yeah, man, rem- pants, pants down! <laughs> <laughs> I remember this company um, because they had made something. I don't remember what it was, but they make a lot of different lollipops. They they make, like, fancy pants lollipops. Oh, okay. Um, so they have a, a cereal milk a lollipop... They mm-hmm. have cocoa cereal, frosted cereal, fruity cereal. They okay. have drinks, like a chai tea flavor. They do beer and wine flavors. Um, so they have all these different ones. Okay. IPA right. beer, lager beer, Merlot. So, yeah. So, the, you know, they have um Now, are the, are the, let me ask kinds. you this. Are the, uh, are the ones that are flavored like Merlot and, and IPA, are, do they have alcoholic content? Um, I believe they, let's see. You know, it might just be the flavor. Okay. Cause if it's just the flavor, then I, you know, as an alcoholic, I might be able to get my fill without actually having. <laughs> seems oddly counterproductive. But <laughs> <laughs> no. I, well, okay. So lollipop. But I guess, you know, people do drink like those zero alcohol. No, right. Yeah. Beers. No, you can have near beer. My, one of, one of, one of my friends quit drinking, uh, uh, who is also uh, a, a recovering in recovery, and he has the, the 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 near beer, the fake beer. It's actually quite a. There's a huge uh, thing about that. Um, a lot of places are are doing what you call near beer, yeah, uh, stuff. And no, the alcohol flavored lollipops uh, hit you up with the flavor you want in a strong drink without the hangover. Oh, cool! All right, well, maybe so yeah, we can no try alcohol. those later. We'll try those. And then I'm going to, I hate to break it to you, which, so the lollipop we're trying, Mm -hmm. breast milk. Breast milk. Is not, (laughs) doesn't have actual breast milk in it. Damn it. It just tastes as close. It's, it's tastes like the real thing though. So it's as close to breast milk as you can get without actually using real breast milk. Yes. Okay. Which I'm never going to have children. (laughs) So I'm not going to be. Right. So I can't. I can't let anyone sample any. I don't. I'm not gonna have any. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Well, we're gonna do that later. We'll taste the breast milk simulated breast milk uh, lollipop yes. from Lollifile. And I'm glad that you have your, uh, um, that you have your taste buds with you, so that we can uh, do oh, that. Thank you. <laughs> so oh, thank. Oh. I didn't. Uh-oh. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and yeah. I love Nick's show. Yeah, Hi, I'm Carrie I know, Russell, I know, and I, I wow. love Nick's show. Yeah, I know. I know. So, all right. She good? She's good, yeah. I think I broke what my she, ass. Okay. What does she do after the show? Just uh, she still oh, hang out out there? Or she, she just leaves? stands she goes, out. Okay. The, she, stands, she stands out. <laughs> like, checks in, checks out. Just checks in, knocks on the door. Can I come in? It's raining. Every like, um, it's like my one of my favorite uh, Looney Tunes. Which one? Uh, where it's the sheep and the the sheep dogs and the coyotes mm-hmm. and the sheep dogs and the coyotes like clock in. Have oh you yeah, seen those. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Hi, Marv." 
Hi, right. Bert. <laughs> and they just yeah. clock in that's right. to their ships. That's right. Like, that's what that reminds me of. She just walks in. She's like, hey, Nick. Hey, <laughs> how's it going? How clocks into a machine for some reason. Right, which is right by my back door. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Gets um, ready for her shift. <laughs> okay, so uh, what we were talking about the last time was we were talking about men and women and behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was, you know, there was this article that we had was like, how men uh, behave, you know, what are the what are the behavior patterns of men uh, and women, and what's the difference, and all that uh, all that crazy stuff. And yes. So uh, yes. So so um, we can get back to that if you uh, if if you uh, if yeah, you want to. Sure. Yes. And uh, so uh, we'll have that article now. What did we discover the last time? What did we learn? We learned well. We talked a lot about peeing on toilets and stuff. Uh, well, yeah, apparently you always put the seat down completely. Completely. Seat and lid down everything. Yes. Um, I found out about those troughs. Piss troughs, yes. The, the piss troughs, boy. Right. Um, shoulder to shoulder, men peeing in a piss trough with God. everybody's pee splashing on everybody else. Oh. And then the piss uh, trough, the piss trough drive, uh, diving guys, the guys who dive into the piss trough when they're drunk at Wrigley. Oh, God. They dive in and slide through the piss trough. That's a real thing. Ugh. And then also, I guess people don't really check in on their girlfriends on first date. <laughs> right. You said that. And I, and so we're talking about like Unless the they truly, like, unless there's something, like I've heard of the thing where you go like, call me at like half hour in. Yeah. Because then that'll be my out if I really need to get out. Right. Like but if I need like you, you to, to you, you to fake an emergency call, like hey, yes, yeah, I oh, I, oh, I can't I can't talk right now. It's my dog and he fell out of, out of a tree. I have to go help him. <laughs> he uh, fell out of a tree. Fell out of a tree. That what damn dog. dog what was your dog doing in the tree? Shut up! I have to go help my dog. Leave me climbing alone. trees. <laughs> Pay the bill. I'm leaving. Uh, so, <laughs> but now what about uh, here? Now here are some of the other uh, uh, some of these other uh, women behavior things are you ready for this one the next mm-hmm. one yes okay let's see if these are true esmeralda you're going to tell me whether the women behavior uh, examples that we get are true and i will tell you whether the men behavior samples are true yeah um rescue any girl that you see being annoyed by a creepy guy now is that the... something that you do i yes and i've heard i haven't had the pleasure of of uh helping uh, anyone but uh I've seen stories about it, and it's always like, yeah, you do that. Um, because everybody has been in that situation where some creepy guy does not understand to leave you alone. They don't understand the signals you're giving off. They're not understanding that the conversation is going nowhere. So, yeah, it, uh, it's, if, you see, if you see something, say something. Right. <laughs> Essentially. So um, if, if, you, if, if, you're, if someone's not taking the hint... They're being a little creepy. Mm-hmm. You could you could go in for the rescue. That's something that maybe yeah, because you can totally tell. Uh, yeah, of course. Usually you can tell. Yeah, you can tell when. And also, like if you know them too, they'll give they'll be like they'll, like eyeballs. They'll give you a look. Yeah, yeah. They'll give you like, a look. Like, uh... listen, you get over here because this Nick DeGilio guy will not stop talking to me. And... <laughs> he won't stop talking about these movies. He just keeps talking about. <laughs> Magnolia. I cannot get him to shut up about that stupid <laughs> ass three hour movie with the frogs. <laughs> oh. Oh uh, yeah. All right. Well. All right. Well. Uh, so, 
there's that. No, the 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 old like uh, uh, being annoyed by creepy. You know what's really funny is that you know, people not taking hints. So I just watched this movie on Shutter. You familiar mm-hmm. with Sh- Shutter? Yes. Yeah. It's a horror streaming service, and it's a great. Mm-hmm. It's a great one. They have original shows, original horror uh, shows like uh, uh, all new episodes of Creep Show are on there. Nice. Uh, Joe Bob Briggs has his drive-in show exclusively on Shutter. And that's magnificent. And they have a whole bunch of uh, movies that they show, classic horror movies and newer horror movies. And then they have movies that are directly picked up by Shudder. You know how Amazon picks up movies and all that stuff. They're Mm -hmm. Shudder originals. And they've got this new Taiwanese film called The Sadness that just debuted. That just debuted Thursday. And I watched it. And it's fucking insane. It is... Not a zombie movie because I want to make that clear. Zombie movies are when people are in are they die and they come back to life as zombies. This mm-hmm. is more like Twenty Eight Days Later, which is an infected an infection movie, where you mm-hmm. get like this crazy disease, you don't die, and it turns you into a maniac and you eat people. Well, that's what the sadness is about. And the reason I bring it up is because there's a scene in the movie where a girl is on a subway, the lead girl's on a subway, and she's trying to. You know, it's a crowded subway, and she's sitting next to an older kind of dude with an umbrella, and she's trying to read a book, and he keeps, like, going, oh, I see you're reading a book. You know, and he keeps, like, Ugh. like talking to her. And then finally yeah. she has to say, leave me alone. You know, like, so in, in, in that regard, it ties into what we were just talking about. Like, a guy not getting the hint, like, stop it, leave me alone. And mm-hmm. she was trying to be like, yeah, it's an interesting book. I'm trying to read it right now. She was trying to be sort of polite, you know. Mm-hmm. But he keeps going, yes, that sounds like a really good book. You know, you're very beautiful. And, you know, it's a crowded subway and it sucks. And so eventually she gets up and lets a, a, a woman sit down in the seat. And he doesn't talk to her. And she tells him off. You know what I mean? She's just like, get away from me. I tried to be nice to you. What I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call a cop right now for sexual assault. Leave me alone. You know, because he kind of touches her, too. He, he touches her. Yeah. And so uh, he's like, oh, I can't even talk to women anymore. This is un- what kind of world do we live in? And then the next thing you know, this guy's ripping people's heads off and sucking on them and eating blood and sucking on people's brains and shit. Oh, <laughs> And the next thing you know, there's a complete just massacre on the subway, like blood, people ripping each other's arms off and sucking on blood and ripping out brains and eating them. And blood is flying everywhere. And these two women, the woman that got hit on and the woman who took the seat, they have to escape <laughs> from this... And the guy with the umbrella is like stabbing his umbrella in people's eyes and blood's flying all over the place. So luckily it didn't turn out like that for any of the other women. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. Didn't turn out like that for, no, in real, in the real life, you've never had to worry about like having a zombie hit on one of your friends. Right. Cause I mean, they, they're very <laughs> forward. They don't really just like yeah. hit just on go, you. They just no. go they bite straight you. for it. They go straight for your arm and try to chew your arm off. But I just yeah. thought of that immediately when, when we were talking about a guy doesn't get the hint. It, it immediately made me think of this insane ass movie. And by the way, it's I've not there's so much blood in this movie, in this movie, The Sadness. <laughs> like even I was going, even me, Esmeralda, even I, I'm watching it going, Jesus. At, at certain <laughs> so that says something about the amount of gore and gushing violence in that film. If even I go, whoa, you know, so. Yikes. Yeah. All right. Do you have any men behavior that I can either uh, disqualify or qualify? So this this one, I mean, seems universal, but uh, don't throw a friend under the bus to impress someone ever. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. Now, here's here's 
the the thing about that. I guess there's there, is there a qualifying thing on this. What if that person that you know is really not your friend and they are an asshole? Do you well? Wait? It's don't throw a friend. Okay, no. Then so, yes, you friend. don't do that ever. You don't do that ever. Yeah, because yeah, I'm, if you don't know them or you hate them, <laughs> <laughs> all bets you are don't, off. You don't know them anything. Yeah, you don't know them anything. <laughs> I owe you nothing. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, you know, I would never do that. I would never throw any of the, uh, anything. It was, that's similar to the one that we talked about the last time when it, the, the article that you were reading about was like, Hey, would you ever trash your friend in front of their kids? Remember what? Right. Remember? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which to me just seems evil. Like why the, why would you do that? Hey, your dad's a dick. Did you know that? Yeah. Well, there's that too. Um, like that just seems like don't throw a friend under the bus to impress someone. Like, yeah, because being on the other side, or whoever they're trying to impress, like you see that, I would think you'd be like, "Ew, why did you yeah. do that to your friend?" Exactly. No, no, no. How does that? How does that make you look good? Seriously, right? How does that? How does that make you look good? By like, oh, you like, so this girl is going to be impressed that you just trashed this guy that you're friends with? Yeah, exactly. Uh, no. Yeah, I don't know what kind of dude. Yeah. Would think that. Well, person in general. Personally, in general, because cool. I think this this applies to both sexes. Exactly. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, now, here's this is kind of a, this is another one I think that applies to both, but it'll be interesting to see uh, what's going on. Sorry, <laughs> I had an alarm. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I thought maybe it was Jake saying, "Hey, <laughs> get out here." Somehow, like nature comes in. To- <laughs> with um okay so but this i believe this next one applies to both sexes but it's interesting to see mm-hmm. whether uh, it's different for men and women in how they would handle this situation mm-hmm. and the question is would you tell a girl that her man is cheating on her so esmeralda would you tell yes a girl that a man is cheating on her are there are there any particular details that, i mean do, are there qualifications okay well all right it would have to okay it would depend on how are these like a friend, like a friend, or is it someone who I'm like, yeah, they're like a casual acquaintance that I see every once in a while, and I'm like, yeah, hi, I'm friendly. Because mm-hmm. if they're a friend, oh, if I'm they're a friend, you. let's say this: if if they're a friend and you find out that their boyfriend is or husband or whatever is cheating, you would tell them. Yes. Mm. If I'm ever, a casual have, acquaintance or something, I might be like, well. Because I'm like, I don't know if I like have that kind of authority to tell you because I don't know you that well. Right. But somebody if I close, know you somebody, that well. Somebody closer to you should tell you. Yes. Okay. Because who knows? I don't know what situ- I don't know what your setup is. <laughs> you yeah. Might, yeah. You, you may might, have like might an be open fine with whatever's happening. You might have yeah, an open exactly. relationship. Right. Right. Okay. Um, have you ever done that? Have you ever uh, told uh, uh, one no, of your friends? No. Fortunately... Fortunately, my friends' partners have not ever cheated on them. Mm. I've told. Yeah, not that I, I can think of, unless I, or if they did, I didn't even, I didn't know. You didn't know it. <laughs> I usually stay out of that kind of stuff, except there was one time where I told one of my really good friends that his wife was cheating on him. Um, because I saw it, I saw it happen, and it mm. was. And it, uh, I kind of saw it, and it was, it was, it was something that I had suspected between the two of yeah. them, because this was in bar culture. You know what I mean? So this was happening mm-hmm. in a bar, uh, you know, that my friend, in fact, worked at, um, where this was happening, and 
it, it was happening in front of other people, in front of regulars at the bar, and nobody wow. was saying nobody was saying anything because it was like mm, okay, but we were all kind of seeing it happen, and it got to the point where it was like, look, this is not only really a, a dick move on both of their parts because you know not only was she like cheating on him, but she was cheating on him with a regular in the bar that he knew. Yeah, that's oh, that's rough. So I was like, okay. It got to the point where I was like, I can't let this slide anymore. This is really, I mean, and there were a lot of us that were regulars that were seeing it. And then it kind of reached a point where, like, it was, it, be, it began to be more obvious. Like, their behavior became more obvious that they were obviously, you know, closer than just, like, acquaintances. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, they were doing stuff. Like, they this were, is getting ridiculous. Yeah. You, they were, they were like, <laughs> you can't be doing that. They were going beyond bar patron flirty stuff to, like, touchy-feely shit, like, in front of us. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, this is one of my best friends is married to her. So Yeah, that's not cool at all. Wow. That's um, some yeah. gumption? <laughs> well, it's, it's you know what? It's regular. It's is regular. gumption the right word? But it's regular <laughs> bar alcoholic bullshit that you, you know what I mean? Like, if you're, like, a regular mm. in a bar... I've seen it, and it's not, you know. But the thing is, like, I did tell, I did tell him, um, mm-hmm. but I told him uh, after I got drunk. Like, I, I like, I, you know what I mean? It took me to get drunk to yeah. tell him. Well, because it was probably like, I don't need. Uh, it's very because yeah, you have it's to be hard. like, hi, friend, your wife. No, exactly. That you married and, and, and have a have a world with and a child. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, rough. So. I was like, okay, I, I don't, you know, I, I don't know if I'm gonna, if I should say this or anything, and, and and then it got to the point where I was like, man, this is really getting ridiculous. They're not even fighting it anymore. Uh, so one night I got loaded and I told my friend, I was like, blah 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 is blah 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 with blah blah blah, and uh, you know, he was like, I, you know, he basically like had that suspicion, mm-hmm. um, all you know, the whole time, and then eventually they ended up breaking up and stuff like that. And it was not pretty, but I mean, it got to the point it got to the, and he actually ended up punching the guy out in the bar. Oh no. In the bar. Yeah. In the bar. Um, so, but so it was like weird, obviously, but the point is that I just couldn't take it anymore. He's like a really close, Mm -hmm. he's a really close friend of mine and it made him look like a fool. You know, not only was it mean and, but it also made him look like an idiot. You know, these two people, and uh, brazenly doing this in front of regulars, and so yeah, for it sure, took, it took me a bunch of shots <laughs> in order to, <laughs> in order to do it. But after I got my liquid courage, I was like, "Dude, she's doing this with that, and you should do something." And I don't think it's fair. And I'm, I'm just telling you as a friend. And he appreciated it. I will say this: ultimately, though, he did appreciate it. And that would be the case, right? If you were to tell one of your friends, "Hey, your man's cheating on you," they would appreciate that, right? Yeah, I'd be like, I would think you would want to know. Yeah. Because he's garbage. Right. <laughs> they are garbage. Yeah. Immediately leave. <laughs> How about this one? It, 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 tying into relationships and we, bad relationships, maybe. Mm-hmm. Have you ever helped your girl send angry texts to her man? So do you ever like, no. send him this. He's an <laughs> asshole. Send him that. See, again, the, like I mentioned in the last uh, episode no. of Esmeralda, a lot of this shit I don't see you doing because you're like, shut yeah. up. No, also, but, I feel like my friends can, they, they can hold their own. Yeah. They know how to do that on their own. So you've never <laughs> They sent, don't need me. You've never helped people send angry texts to their boyfriends. No, not no I haven't. Have you ever have you ever had friends go, "Look what I sent my asshole boyfriend." Have you ever like looked at stuff like 
Yeah, I mean, like, just talking to them about stuff, and I go, oh, you said <laughs> that to him? I was like, yeah. <laughs> He deserves it. <laughs> How much stuff do you share with your friends? It, like in, in terms of what you've done in the past and, you know, your relationship stuff, do you share, a, uh, do you have like two or three people that you, that you go to, to share this stuff? Yeah. For the, uh, yeah, I have like one or two. Yeah. I don't have too many. I've never really, um, been a big a b- person to have a big friend group. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I have a couple friends that, yeah, when stuff happens, like, we'll uh, come to each other and like talk it out yeah okay well that's good to ha- that's good to have that's nice to have so all right you got an is there another one in there in the men file uh <laughs> this one, i don't i don't know if this one applies to you um never use another man's protein shaker <laughs> no that does not apply. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what that well, okay, here's the whole thing, which I don't, I'm, not, I'm confused by what this means. Never use another man's protein shaker. Always compliment the cut. I don't even know they what that mean, means. like, workout, right? I don't, I have no the idea what that of means. of workout, like, how they look? Do you know that I have, I have never been to a public gym in my life? <laughs> never? Never. Never, ever, ever? I've been to, okay, I will say, okay, uh, a friend of mine was a manager at a racquetball club for a few years. And so I was, I went to that a few times. So I would play, I would play racquetball every once in a while. So I've showered there, but I've never gone ever voluntarily walked into a club to work out. I've never worked out in a public club. I, (laughs) I don't, I think I don't, I've never worked out in like ever, like in public. Really? No, I've never done it. I, the, the, so the whole culture of, public uh gyms and working Mm -hmm. out i don't do it i've never done it it doesn't appeal to me i will never ever ever do it so sharing a protein shake with some jag off is that what's (laughs) what's happening you don't you don't share your protein maker i don't even know what that is you never you never use another it's that thing it's that cup with that little jiggly ball thing in it you ever see people carry around it's it's like a little metal and you carry it around. Like with people it's carry it around ball. from machine to machine at the at the at the gym, right? You yeah, or they're at the gym and they like you take you drink pre workout stuff to like I, pump you up or something. No, no, fuck that. <laughs> I don't do any of that. I have that is just so ridiculously foreign to me. Like that whole culture. Like, yeah, man, I'm gonna go work out. I've never done it. I'm like, hey, what are you gonna do this morning? Well, I'm gonna work out for about an hour. Then I'll see you later. Fuck off. I don't. <laughs> What is the, uh, you don't, uh, G, what is it? GTL? What is that? Gym Tan Laundry. What? Do what is that? Do you remember from the Jersey Shore? <laughs> no. Oh, no. Because I don't. The Jersey Shore, I, I they could... would do that. They'd. I think it was GTL. I yeah, they were GTL. I couldn't handle Jim that Tan show. And I'm laundry. sorry. They, I, you know, <laughs> as far as like sort of my, my sort of MTV reality shows, that one was yeah. where I, that's where I drew a line. I never. I never watched Jersey Shore ever. I don't. I've never seen one full episode of it. Uh, by oh the way, God. I'm watching the uh, the Real World reunion, mm-hmm. uh, and it's New Orleans, uh, and it's really been very entertaining. I by saw the a way, clip. Tokyo is the most is like the nicest and the most sane of all of them, David. <laughs> so that should tell it looks you something. Like he's gone through. Like he's he's working on himself. Yeah. Julie is and nobody the, is, else seems Julie to. <laughs> Julie is the biggest jag off like the one causing the most drama yeah 
Oh my no, god. No, I saw a clip with her with her um talking to Melissa about <laughs> Tokyo. <laughs> Listen, I don't know what to tell you. I'm actually behind shit. As soon as I'm done recording this, I have to watch the next episode. I'm totally I yeah. totally forgot. I, I forgot. But the last episode was she got really loaded. Julie got really loaded. They went out mm-hmm. and she never drinks cuz she was like Mormon. So she never drinks, yeah. but she got shit-faced, and, like, Tokyo had to take care of her. Like, he carried her out. Wait, she never home. drinks? No. And she got low. Not- She's in... N- no. Oh, I thought, like, she started. No. No, 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 no. According to this, oh. she very rarely, if ever, drinks, and she was in New Orleans and did shot after shot after shot after shot, thinking, hey, I'm in New Orleans. I should. Oh, boy. And, like, Tokyo had anybody. to, like, Tokyo <laughs> slept next to her with a bucket. He slept on the floor next to her to make sure she was okay. And the next morning, she woke up with bruises because she fell into a tree and face planted out of the van. And then brain, yeah. bl- and then blamed the black guy Tokyo for the bruises. Yeah, you that's were, what I. You were manhandling me, like whoa, dude. Anyway, it's great. <laughs> oh, I thought. See, from everything I was watching, like the all the trailers and stuff, it sounded like she just became a drinker. No. Just that one, and night. like that's now her thing. No, and everybody and went out and got it. everybody. A lot, the majority of the of the of the people got drunk uh, that night, and they all woke up the next day and they were all hungover, except for yeah. her because she never drinks and she was doing yoga. And they were like, "You bitch, she's up at eight o'clock in the morning, you know, with her with her protein village or whatever that thing is you were just talking about, <laughs> protein point or what Wait, is it called? Julie? Yeah, it was doing like yoga and stuff. And she was fine? She's totally fine. Like, she was like, because she doesn't drink, so she's not... What does that know. mean? I mean, like, Usually she woke up... if you up, don't drink... Well, yeah, but I mean, like, she... You're, like, like ruined, because you're like, ugh, I don't usually She, like, woke do up this. the next day, and she was, like, doing... Yeah. So, I don't know. Well, good for her, I guess. Well, anyway. But anyway, to get back wow. to your... To the laundry <laughs> thing, the laundry uh, Yeah, GTL. I've never GTL watched it, laundry. so I don't know what that means. So, but, but, yeah, now the workout thing, what is it called? The protein... Point? It's just Village? a protein shaker. It's just a yeah. cup. It's a cup with a lid, okay. but because you use those powders and stuff, they always you know, come with like a a metal, like a metal wire. Like think of a whisk, like that kind of thing. But it's a little ball, and then it's in the thing. So then you can so then shake it up. Shake to, it. That's oh, how I you see. shake it. That's how you mix it. Yeah. No, that's all foreign to me, Adriella. <laughs> I swear to God, the 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 entire culture of going to a, a, a going to work out or going to a health club. All of that is completely foreign to me. I've never experienced it, nor do I want to, and ever. So it, un, all of that stuff is completely foreign to me. Well, I've if you never are ever, ever in that situation. Not going to happen. But Never use another man's okay, protein Okay, I won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I won't do that. Um, Just so you uh, know. Okay, all right. All right, one more here, and then we'll, we're going to do a little taste test of a, of a breast okay. milk lollipop. All right, how about this one? Do you always seek the permission of your friends before hitting on one of their relatives if you're interested? So let's say, like, it's your friend's uh, brother. Oh, your no. friend's brother. No, you don't seek approval. It's like your friend's I would just, brother. I would just do it and then later be like, oh, yeah. do you so. Have a problem? Do you have a problem with the fact that I made out with it's your like brother? There was like a little bit of a. Thing Has that ever happened? happened? It sounds to me like it's happened. Um, No. <laughs> okay. No, because none of my friends have siblings they're all only children what <laughs> yeah my one friend yeah she's an only child uh i'm an only child i don't consider myself another f- another I'm friend a- of mine she has sisters 
who I don't I don't know You're them not... at all. Right. Uh, yeah, no. Okay. Because it you, sounded to me like that was from experience. Like, uh, maybe I would after it happened. No, but it's like, you know, I I would take it as anybody. Yeah. I've never dated. They're like, a oh, friend. that's my friend or whatever. You know, it's it's happened not siblings, but friends. Friends. Yeah. I've done I've So yes, they're okay. friends that yeah. I've met and I'm like, yeah, that was like a thing, I think. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the friend thing has happened, but uh but not a relative thing. No. Yeah. Not a relative thing. Okay. I've never done that either. I can't, I, I think you? it'd be a, no? a little bit weird, I think, for some reason to date somebody's like sister. I don't know why. I don't um, know. I mean, I could understand that because, I mean, depending on the relationship you have with that person too, because you might see them almost as siblings and then like that sibling, the real sibling is then in turn your sibling. Oh uh, yeah. Right. Right. Because then it would get weird. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, listen, if, uh, if, if, you know, I mean, the weirdest for me, it, movie wise, and mm-hmm. I, and I still like had a little bit of an issue, but I find the movie so lovely and charming, it doesn't bother me, is Cher with her stepbrother in, uh, uh, Clueless. Like, I, I've always, <laughs> oh, right. I've always thought, like, wait a minute, Paul Rudd and, uh, <laughs> and it was a thing of like, they don't really know each other, right? Yeah. Yeah, they don't, That's but they are how technically they, they are technically stepbrother and sister, so it's a little weird. Yeah, although but they're I find exes, that... right? Like he's not married. The dad, Cher's dad, isn't married to his mom anymore, right? Right. Yes, exactly. Yes. So at least there's that. I mean, they try to make it a little separate. They, but it yeah, is still very weird. Mm, but I don't care. I find that movie so <laughs> deliriously charming and lovely that I, they could do anything, and I, I just I adore that movie so much that I don't care. But I always like even when it even when they you know, like that time at the end of the movie when they finally kiss you're kind of like oh you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah because then you want you're like oh oh god that's right <laughs> exactly. uh. <laughs> uh, but I love that movie I don't care oh god I will watch that movie that's one of those remote droppers for me Esmeralda you know like oh it's yeah that's a great a, movie to it's watch it's so great it's so great anyway. All right. Well, we have uh, some more of those, boy. We, but we want to get to another taste test. Yes. All right. For for weird candy. And again, I'm very happy that you still have your taste buds. That Thank they have you. not been affected me by too. your your battle with COVID. Yes. It me sounds too. like a big battle too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, we I can't go to a movie. Leaking. God damn it! We can't go to a movie. There's your battle right there. Cuts Collins. I can battle. breathe out of one nostril. That's my. <laughs> Okay, are, are we ready to try this now? Again, just a reminder, our great friend Deanna sent us a giant bag full of weird, crazy, and maybe disgusting flavored candy. We, yes. test, we taste tested a bunch of them a couple of episodes ago, and now we're going to do one piece of candy each episode to continue the weird taste test. Mm-hmm. So Lolly File, as you said, that when you were working on, yeah, baby, no pants, uh, Friday, uh, Brandmeier. <laughs> yes. Uh, we, you, I forget why we had, I, because I think they had like weird tasting ones or not weird, weird but like ones. interesting. They had like, you, you, this was the lollipop that you have to try with no pants on. Right. That's what you, <laughs> yes. that's what it was. Yes. That's you it have exactly. To, you have to run like a <laughs> lunatic from the hallway into the studio. <laughs> put up, put up, put up, uh, shades on the window so nobody can see into the studio. <laughs> 
<laughs> he had to do that because he's like a dog. He's nuts. Like anything and anything would like uh, what squirrel? What? Like huh? anything what? grabs no, his attention. He is. He's like the. He's like a goddamn dog and up. He's like the so goddamn he knew, dog. He and knew up. he was like I got to put yep. up shades. You got listen. Close I used window. to have. I, I used to precede him. I was his lead in at GM, and I would <laughs> oh, see him God. run like like full sprint. Down the fucking yeah. hallway, like running his ass off, running into the studio, which has been barred from other, you know, nobody else can come in. And then like pants off, lollipops in. I don't know about that. Stuff, but. All right. So let's try this lollipop. Okay. Yes. Did you unwrap yours? Yes, I did. Okay. The lollifile breast milk lollipop. Here we go. Ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> This tastes. Mm, I don't. Um. Oh, it's weird. It's weird. Mm. Mm. Does it give you like a? There's like a weird taste on the tongue. Yeah. Like not burning, but like a. It's a, like a plasticky flavor. I don't know if that's of just a, because it's been wrapped or. It's yeah. No, it's definitely. I don't know how to describe that. It's a very. It's there's a weird like coconut gone bad maybe yeah oh yes coconut coconut it's like if you were like to suck on a plastic coconut that's what this is Mm -hmm. yeah yep 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 yeah you got that and it kind of lingers it does it lingers on babies like this (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say pork babies Mm. like babies are into this i mean Mm. they don't know any better (laughs) yeah I wonder, you know what it kind, mm. you know what else it kind of tastes like, Esmeralda? What's that? Have you ever tried Insure? Um, no. It tastes like Insure. Tastes like Insure. Let me just say that that's what it is. I mean, that makes sense. It tastes like Insure is. Insure is you know the all vitamin the vitamins and vitamins. nutrients and whatever. It tastes it, it. That's what it is. It's an Insure lollipop, and I and, and I know that, I know Insure, um, uh, because well there was a there was a period of time when I was in recovery when I was drinking in shore mm-hmm. uh, so I know what it tastes like and also um like um if you've ever had any sort of uh, dental work and you can't mm-hmm. eat or if you're on some mm. sort of meds you drink in shore yeah. to get you know to get the stuff that you need so mm-hmm. like it's it's made for older people who want to get all their nutrients but they can't eat so if you can't like I the the, the times that I've had it were uh after dental work or or something like that uh, or like in recovery, I was drinking a lot of Insure. Yeah, and that's what this tastes you know, like. I think my dad used to drink those. No, older like people if do he drink was it out and about. No, <laughs> no, would, yeah, because he's um he's diabetic, so like yeah, that's why my mom for my my mom stuff. has Insure. Yep, exactly. My mom's diabetic too, and it does. I mean, it, it provides you with nutrients that you're not going to get elsewhere. Um, right. And I've and I've I've had I've tasted Insure many times, and that's what that's exactly what this is, Esmeralda. If yeah. you've never if you've never tasted mm-hmm. Insure, you have now. In lollipop form. Ugh. Again, babies <laughs> like this? Like, this just... Ba- I feel bad for like the babies. This? They don't know any yeah. better. They don't know any better. They're just like, whatever, this is nutri. I need this. Lollifile <laughs> breast milk uh, lollipop. It's an insure... It's an insure lollipop. That's what it is. So, there you go. Ugh. Sorry, yeah. babies. Yeah. I apologize, yeah. Uh, now, we taste were test you another... breastfed? I don't... No, I don't think I was. Neither was I. No. So maybe that too. We're just like ew. <laughs> yeah, 
No, I was no. In fact, I wasn't. Uh, uh, I mean, I was born in the '60s, so I mean, I was probably they were probably feeding me ribs by the time I was you know eight months old. I was so. yeah, I wasn't breastfed either um, because well, my dad uh, get this, my dad wouldn't let them, or my dad was like against it because he said that they that I we would suck her dry because my mom is like a skinny lady. <laughs> My mom's like a skinny lady, just naturally a skinny, kind of tallish, frail lady. So, like, when, like, I heard that, I was like, that makes sense. That makes complete sense. Uh, <laughs> All right, on that note, we're ending the show. We can't. We can't. I can't even. I can't even. Gonna suck her, they're going to suck her dry. I'd be like, yeah. No, that's. Even. Like that's as an adult, the, I'm like, mm-hmm, uh, I probably would. I have to tell you that was really, that's the great that's the greatest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. God. Oh my god! <laughs> Woo! All right, <clears throat> sucker dry, everybody. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's probably why we don't like these. Uh, so when that happens, then powdered milk comes out right at that point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on, shall we? To the end of the show. <laughs> Wow, boy, we ended on a high note, Esmeralda. My God. Mm-hmm. All right. It's the Nick D Podcast on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Please be a part of our podcast. Uh, send us your voicemail messages if you've, uh, if you've ever sucked a teat dry. Uh, please do. He's still 77. Weird voicemails are going to come in. Yes, I've one. sucked many teats dry. Oh, God. Uh, uh, 773. 773- Four one seven six nine four eight seven seven three four one seven six nine four eight. That's the teat hotline. Um, <laughs> for an email, you can send us nickdpodcast at gmail dot com. My thanks to Jason Skaggs for all the cool stuff. My thanks to Eric uh, and to uh, Steve. And check out the Chicago Critics Film Fest starting tonight at the uh, at the Music Box. Hey, you know who my guest is going to be? I can't wait. On uh, my guest is going to be on Tuesday. Who's that? The lovely, the beautiful Monica Eng who uh, used to write about uh, food and all kinds of other stuff for the Trib. Oh, and now yeah, nice. she and Justin she and Justin Kaufman work on Axios, uh, the newsletter, yeah. and the website. So she's going to be on. I haven't talked to her in a long time, so a lot to catch up with. The beautiful Monica Eng nice. will join us on Tuesday. And my dad will tell a joke. Asma, you oh, rule. Exciting. Get better. I can't wait till you're able to, to go out and non-COVID it. <laughs> Thank you very much. And suck that teat dry. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody. <laughs> thanks, everybody. Uh, leave, rate, review us on any platform, radiomisfits.com. Please uh, leave us your feedback and keep listening to great stuff here. And we'll talk to you the next time right here on the Nick D Podcast.